joining us now to talk NBA and Phoenix Suns, ESPN uh, NBA reporter Nick Friedel checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Nick, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, the Bradley Beal situation with, with, with Chris Paul going to Washington. Uh, the Suns are making a statement. They're going full super team. Uh, and that was supposed to be prevented by this new CBA. We'll just start with uh, your reaction to everything and where it's at right now, Nick. <laughs> Matt Ishbia says, what? I'm not listening to the CBA. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to spend my money and do what I want. I, guys, I... I think the Suns are going to be really, really good. But I have watched this too many times in recent years, and I, I think I'm certainly scarred by my experience covering the Nets the last couple of years in Brooklyn. <laughs> I just I don't think that when you are built on three stars, as great as Kevin still is and as, as, as good as Booker and Beal are, that you're going to have enough to carry you through an entire postseason. It's not to say that it can't happen. Uh, certainly, the talent is there, and I am a huge believer in Kevin Durant, even though he's going to be 35 years old uh, in September. I, I just think that in the, a playoff run, you need depth. We saw it a lot over the last uh, couple months here. I think it's what sunk Phoenix in that series against Denver. Beal's great. Uh, I understand why they made the move, but when you move all your draft picks and you go all in with one group of guys as talented as they are, I just don't know how they're going to make it work day after day after day, especially if any of those guys has to miss a chunk of time. Yeah, and the, there have been reports that from the trade deadline to this offseason, they've kind of sniffed into acquiring Kyrie Irving. There were James Harden rumors. The Bradley Beal thing came out of nowhere. And then the Chris Paul yesterday kind of intimated that Isaiah Thomas is running the show and not James Jones. What do you think of that, of the direction of the team as, as it relates to who's actually running the show? Well, I think we've all seen in the NBA – <laughs> the person running the show is the person almost always who's signing the check. Yep. Yeah. And so if Ishbia wants Isaiah in there, hey, that's that's his prerogative. Nothing is a surprise, though, because the soap opera behind the scenes, guys, uh, everywhere. That's not just the Phoenix issue. That's all across the league is always something. But what I would go back to is, and I was coming at it, obviously, from the Brooklyn perspective, but – Go back to last summer. The, the Suns front office flatly did not want to move Mikhail Bridges. They, they did not want to make that deal. Nope. They still didn't want to make that deal up until the deadline. And, and we know the story. Ishbia starts dealing with Joe Sy, the Nets owner, and, and they make it happen. But it always goes to show whoever is signing the checks has the ultimate say. And uh, – that when I started to to see Paul's interview yesterday, I kind of went, oh, okay, you know that <laughs> that makes sense because he's throwing Isaiah's name in there and and he's doing that for for a reason. So uh, none of it is a surprise, but uh, it is something to see a new owner come in, want to make a splash. They got crushed in that second round, and and then what do you do? Well, let's just get another star and see how that happens. I am skeptical. I don't think it's going to work. But, hey, uh, when you're paying that many billion for a team, you can do what you want. 
Nick Friedell of ESPN, our guest here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's future is very cloudy right now. As it stands, uh, making $32.7 million. He's the fourth highest paid player on the team. <laughs> I'm not sure you can pay your fourth best player that much money, but there has to be a market for him to be moved. What What are you hearing, if anything, Nick, about the market for, for DeAndre Ayton on the, on the night before the, the day before the draft? I would think you could get a piece or two, but guys, uh, I mean, you just said it. When you're paying DeAndre Hayden $32 million, everybody's like, oh, well, you can move him, you can move him. Okay, but that means that another team is mm-hmm. going to take on DeAndre Hayden at $32 million for a few more years. I, yeah, is, it, is it possible that you could get a piece or two that can help you? Sure, but uh, that, that tightrope that you're going to have to walk in order to get a lot of what you want back to help this current team and these three stars, uh, that, that is very difficult. So I would still expect Aiden to be moved. Uh, I think there's just too much smoke around uh, that possibility and has been for a while, whether it happens in the next couple of days or, or happens down the line, we'll see. But it, it, again, it ties into why I, I am very skeptical in general because that's your last piece. Everybody, everybody mm-hmm. keeps yelling at me, and they say, oh, what about the Lakers? The Lakers redid their roster last year. Well, yeah, sure. The Lakers had the expiring contract of, of Russ, and they had picks. The Suns have no picks. They moved every chip they have to the center. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, okay, like that, that is, is the call that they decided to make. I get it, and, and I'm telling you, and we've talked about it before in the past, I, I think Kevin Durant is still incredible. I thought that the Suns were going to do it last year, and then I watched him, and I was like, well, they have no depth. So my question to anybody who's believing, all right, the Suns are going to win this year, who watched the Suns in the playoffs and said, you know what, they're just one more piece away, and that piece is Bradley Beal because they don't need any depth. They just need Bradley Beal, and that will fix everything. I, I never thought that, and I say that as somebody who's got a lot of respect for Beal because I've watched him play all these years. I, I just, as, as far as roster construction goes and the ability to improve on the fly, I don't see how they're going to be able to hold up. But we'll see what happens down the line. All right. As somebody who covered that super team in Brooklyn, I I, want to ask you about this because I've got a lot of pet theories about why these things don't work. And I think camaraderie and chemistry, it becomes about three guys and everybody else kind of fades in the background. And it's not really the way to build a really strong buffered kind of team. What are kind of the psychological uh, dimensions that come into play when you try to backfill a team around three Huge names. Well, you've got to find the right guys who are going to be able to understand their role. And the reason I think it could work in Phoenix is because, by all accounts, guys, and I've now I covered Kevin with the Warriors, I covered Kevin with the Nets, and I was out in Phoenix here and there and, and saw them a little bit, although he didn't play that much, as we know, because of the injuries towards the end of last year. Kevin is a really, really good teammate if, if he's feeling great about where he's at. And I can tell you not only having talked to him, but having been around that Phoenix team, albeit in a li- limited dose last season, he's in a great place. I think he's really genuinely excited. And younger players love the guy. 
because they know that they're playing with one of the all-time greats. So as far as fit-wise goes in the locker room, with Kevin and Beal and Booker, I think the fit is very good. The problem in in Brooklyn was that the egos in play were just huge. And, you know, the Kyrie stuff was what it was. Uh, that, <laughs> that part has been well documented. But I, what I would tell you is, oh, well, Kyrie and all his – his soap opera drama that derailed that team. I think uh, a large part of that is true. But in the next breath, I tell you that all the younger guys loved Ivory, loved him. So uh, it was the older guys, specifically Harden, uh, where you kind of were looking around and you're like, Harden, looking like, all right, this guy won't get, take the vaccination shot. He won't be out there for us. Uh, do we trust him to be out there on the floor every night? And that relationship is what started to derail mm. that big three. So I think as far as Phoenix goes looking ahead, I don't see any kind of – to the point about filling out the rest of the roster, there is no question. When you are playing on three stars of caliber. Uh, Nick Friedel joined us on the Arizona Sports Line.